بسم الله الرحمن بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في العربين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من أعظانه وأنصاره الحمد لله we have توفيق to discuss second quality for followership and that is to be selfless to be sincere in everything especially religious activities I would like to share with you some hadith from Ahlul Bayt Amir al-Mu'mineen said Tuba liman akhlasa lillah amalahu wa ilmahu wa hubbahu wa bughbahu wa akhdahu wa tarkahu wa kalamahu wa samtahu wa fi'lahu wa Blessed is the one who purifies for the sake of Allah his action. Anything that we do should be for the sake of Allah. His knowledge, learning should be for the sake of Allah. Teaching should be for the sake of Allah. This is very important discussion. We have to make sure that we love for the sake of Allah and we dislike for the sake of Allah. We don't have any personal issue here. If someone is loved by Allah, I should love him. If someone is disliked by Allah because he's harming people, hurting people, misguiding people, confusing people. Okay, I have problem with him. Not because he is good with me or bad with me. Maybe a friend of God is not very good with me. Okay, I am not important. Maybe a person who is Working against God is very kind to me. Is my family member, or I don't know, my supporter. What? It shouldn't change the situation. The main thing is, what is the relation with God? That's the thing. When they embark on something, when they stop something, for the sake of Allah. Why you go to this place? Why you don't go? Everything for the sake of Allah. Kalamahu wasamtahu. Why you say this? Why you didn't say? Sometimes I say things because I'm angry or I am too happy and excited. 
I want to attract people towards me or I am pressurized by people. These are not good reasons for a mu'min. A mu'min, whether he talks or he is silent, is only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa Many people claim this. To claim is easy. Many people say, no, I speak for the sake of Allah. But it's very, very difficult. And those who are very certain, you have to doubt them more. Those who are more careful, they don't dare saying what I do is for the sake of Allah. His actions, his saying, all for the sake of Allah. In another hadith, Amirul Mu'minin alayhi salam said, Tasfiyatul amal ashaddu min al amal. Purifying action is more difficult than doing something. You know, for example, sadaqah. To give 1,000 pounds, maybe it's very difficult for most of people. Very difficult, very painful. <laughs> it's, sometimes they feel, you know, as if Part of their body is, you know, <laughs> cut off. <laughs> but more difficult than this is doing it sincerely. And sometimes before giving, <coughs> we lose sincerity. Sometimes when we are giving, we lose sincerity. Sometimes afterwards, everything was sincere. But then later I tell people, you know, I did this. Don't forget. And this can be just to show off. So, Amirul Mumani says, Tasfiyatul Amal, Ashaddu min al Amal. It's more difficult and more important from Amal itself. To purify your intention from corruption is more difficult for those who act than long jihad. So don't underestimate this job. Don't say, Alhamdulillah, my intention is sincere. There are so many different ways that insincerity can penetrate. There is a hadith in Al-Kafi that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whispered to Musa alayhi salam. Ya Musa, ma urida bihi wajhi fakathirun qadiluh. If something is done for my sake, seeking my face means for my sake, even a little of that is a lot. Even if you do little things sincerely, it's great. And if it is not done for my sake, it's done for something else, 
Even if you do a lot, it's nothing. It's too little. It's like sometimes you make one room but solid. Okay, you can use it in winter. Sometimes you make a very tall tower and then it collapses like Dar es Salaam. <laughs> so, it should be solid and solid can only be when it is sincere. I am not judging about the reason of that building, but I'm saying that an action, if it is not solid, can collapse. There is a beautiful hadith that in the book Uddatuddai. Uddatuddai, Alhamdulillah, is also translated into English by Ibn Fahd al-Hilbi. It's a book about dua, but not like mafati. It's about concept of dua, manners of dua, you know? Significance of dua. In that book, there is a hadith from Imam Sadiq salam that I want to quote. Inna lillah ibadan amaluhu bikhalisin min sirrih. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has servants that they treat him with purity in like secret in secret they do things for Allah in a very pure and sincere way then Allah also in response treats them with sincere and pure and mere kindness so they do everything for Allah secretly, very sincerely, and Allah in return treats them with kindness. Imam Sadiq says, these people who are so sincere and do things only between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَهُمُ الَّذِينَ تَمُرُّ الصُّحُفُهُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ on the Day of Judgment, when the records of their deeds come, they are empty. The records of deeds are empty. Nothing is registered by angels. When they stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah fills their records with those things that they did secretly. The narrator says, I told Imam Sadiq, my master, why? How it's empty and then Allah. Imam Sadiq said, 
اجلهم ان تطلع الحفظه على ما بينه وبينهم الله سبحانه وتعالى so much love them that found them in a higher position than letting angels to write down what is between them and him this is a special type of relation he didn't let the angels to write down he himself wants to write it down what does it mean it doesn't mean that you do everything secretly because sometimes in social life in community life we have to do certain things publicly for example you say i don't go to masjid because people see me no you have to go to masjid and sometimes it's good that people see you because then you encourage other people yeah it's good to give sadaqa secretly but sometimes we have to give it in the public so that other people also are encouraged so what is important is you have to find out what's the best way of serving allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what is the best way of bringing good outside not what i like not what people would appreciate more no what is the best thing that i can do for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is it for me personally better or not it's not important what people think about me is not important whether allah wants me now to encourage people or if i do it even secretly it doesn't matter that much okay so this is one point always see how you are more useful how you are more beneficial if it is equal do it secret if it is not equal okay you do it public but always keep some things between you and Allah even don't let your children know your parents know only between you and Allah because at least if those things are <laughs> problematic at least something should remain between you and Allah and also this is a good test for yourself because sometimes uh, when we do things you know secretly we don't have that much motivation Another hadith is from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Qala Allahu azza wa jalla. This is a hadith of Qudsi. La attali'u ala qalb 'abdin fa'alamu minhu hubb al-ikhlas lita'ati liwajhi wa ibtigha'i mardati. إلا توليت تقديمه وسياسته 
I don't look at heart of my servant and find that he loves to purify for my sake his obedience and he's seeking my pleasure unless I do this with him. So it means that if I look at the heart of my servant and I find that he is trying to be pure and sincere. Indeed, Allah says, I find hubbul ikhlas in him. He loves this. Maybe he's still not perfect in sincerity, but he's working. He's, you know, trying to become sincere. Then Allah says, if I find this, I will undertake his training and his management. So, if we are sincere in our heart, then Allah undertakes our guidance and directs us. This is the beauty of ikhlas. That Allah comes and He Himself takes us to the direction that He wants. The last hadith, Imam Sadiq said, إن المؤمن لا يخشع له كل شيء ويهابه كل شيء إذا كان مخلصا لله أخاف الله منه كل شيء. المؤمن، a true مؤمن is the one that everything feels. humble before him. They have khushu with respect to him. Because mu'min is dedicating himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then in the eyes of other people, he looks great. There is a kind of awe, respect in that person. Allah make everything afraid of harming that moment. So, if I can, you know, explain it in this way. If you see in me, my person, so, how much you are afraid of me? You are afraid of me just as a person. Yeah? But, If I empty myself from my person and I let Allah feel me, then how much you are afraid? You are afraid as you are afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if someone is dedicating himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the position that Allah has, the awe that Allah has, The, what we say, obuhat, yeah, the all the greatness that Allah has would be reflected also through this servant of Allah. He becomes like a mirror reflecting greatness of Allah. Then people have to respect him. Of course, there are vicious people that even when they feel this person is special, still they try to attack him. You know, 
They still try to kill them. They still try to destroy them. But even those people feel that this person is a special. Even Ibn Muljam feels that Amir al-Mu'man is a special. He has fear, you know, he, he feels there is a great personality here. But he's not humble to acknowledge this. When some people see light, they appreciate. When some people see light, instead of appreciating, they say, let's extinguish this light. We want to be enjoying our darkness. Switch it off. So, but they see there is light. There is see that, they see that this person is different. Okay, so, what I want to say is, in a sense, not new, but in a sense, new. You have always heard these hadith and ayat, you know, talks about ikhlas. So it's not new. What is new, perhaps, is I want to bring these to our community life, to our religious activities, to our tabligh, and say that it's not easy to be sincere 100%. It's not just a matter of, I don't want to show off. No, you have to make sure that you don't do anything for promoting yourself or your group. You are only thinking of raising the word of Allah to make kalimatullah al-ulya, not your kalima, kalimatullah. If it remains you be unknown, it's better. If you have to disappear, I am happy to disappear. If you have to be killed, no problem. Allah is going to be praised. That's the main concern. But that's the only concern. Not that, you know, I want Allah to be there and I want to be next to Him. No. He decides. And something that we have to remember, it's my last point. And I am saying as a reminder for myself. When you are serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please don't think about yourself. Don't think, what is going to happen to me? What is going to be my reward? How close I would be in heaven to Rasulullah? Please don't think these things. You are servant and your master knows the best for you. Do you think Allah is going to forget you? If you give 100% of your attention to Him, He would give you the best interest. If I have a very generous master, very generous, and He wants to feed people, I should take people to Him to feed. But for sure he doesn't, you know, let me be hungry. For sure he feeds me. He's generous. He feeds strangers. Then he doesn't feed his servant. But it's not polite for you to say, feed me also. Or you know, say, first I eat myself and then I feed other people. No. We have to get rid of this mentality that we do things 
for the sake of taking something from Allah. You know how bad it is? Imagine your child comes to you and starts praising you. But he's always looking at your pocket. And you can read his mind, you know, he's doing all this, but he wants, you know, what is in your pocket. How do you feel? Your heart will be broken. I have never left him, you know, without help and support. I have always provided him. Why, you know, when he is talking to me and praising me, he's just looking at my pocket. We should transcend this situation. We should go to the situation that we do things because they are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What he is going to give to me in return, it's up to me. I don't want to make any condition for him. I don't want to fix any return or you know payment or whatever. It's up to him. And actually, if you go a little bit higher, then you just thank that Allah has given you opportunity to serve him. You know, just to be his servant is best reward. Maybe you have done something good that he has chosen you as his servant. If, for example, Imam Mahdi salam, Inshallah, when he comes, he says, you know, give me a lift. You say, oh, Imam, how much are you going to give me? What is my reward in heaven? You, you don't ask for a reward or anything. Even you don't ask for any reward in Akhirah. You say, I, I don't know how to thank you that you are giving me this honor that I give you a lift. If you are doing something for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, why we are asking for a reward? He says, I give reward because he knows we are unfortunately short sighted. We are like children. But. We should not do anything for the sake of reward. Even rewards from Allah, let alone rewards from people. We should day and night thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if He has chosen us to do something for Him. It's great honor. This is the best reward. So, we have to improve our sincerity and never dismiss the chance that maybe still some traces of Selfishness and ego are there. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify our actions and our intention, our planning, inshaAllah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen.